This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's hear it for the boys, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Bournemouth got a great win at Chelsea. Manchester City gubbed Arsenal and Big Dunk hugged everybody again. I got that wrong. He didn't hug everybody. I was about to say, Moisey Ken's yeah, not, yeah. not, not in agreement for that. Uh-huh. Very much unhugged. Hugless. <laughs> we'll come to that later. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for me, Marcus Bell, to introduce Luke Moore, Pete Donaldson, Jim Campbell. All right. Hello. Hello. The old what classic a, lineup. What a fabulous four. Hmm. Yeah. Gentlemen, have you had a nice time of late? <laughs> what? Um, Christmas is nearly yeah, there. You're joining us yes. from the Ramble drawing room, if you're wondering. <laughs> As ever, with me, I won't speak on behalf of Pete and Jim. Right. You know, life's been a mixed bag. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had a heavy Black Friday and my lungs hurt because of my asthma. But yep. uh, First thing Pete said when he came in today, he said, um, oh, my asthma's playing up. And he mm. sounded about 80. Yeah. Mm. So and my credit You've opened screaming. a can of worms here, Marcus. Oh, dear. What about you, Jim? Yeah, I'm all right. Still Good lad. recovering slightly <laughs> from the uh, from the ramble um, Christmas dinner we had over the weekend. Very Fun. soggy. Four courses. Four courses of cheese. Indulgent. 
Yeah, very indulgent. There we go. There we go. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, of course, they were very indulgent in the away end at Bournemouth, weren't they? Getting one more goal than Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Dan Gosling with a late looper. Didn't it, even follow in. Didn't need to. It was a, yeah. it was a looper, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. it was. And a late looper. What a yes. pleasing it's a, phrase. It's, it's a sort of goal you saw being scored every single week in the Premier League in the 90s. <laughs> Do I keep us like, ah, oh, just out of position, confused as to what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. It was, it was a lovely improvised finish. Mm. It really was. And it's, it's interesting. This might be the first... I feel like this might be a turning point for the VAR celebration because once it was given, <laughs> oh, they, yeah. they just erupted as if it had yeah. gone in that moment. So, well, I, but I is think that the, a good thing, maybe? Well, the difference was, Jim, is that they thought it was offside. So yeah. the goal was gone like immediately after. I think that's it, isn't it, with VAR? It's, it's that time period of, of celebrating. Mm. And then you think, oh, no, have we scored? And, and that's what people get um, annoyed about, I think. Mainly, well, other reasons, but that's one of the big ones. Whereas, of course, Gosling and co., Mm. as Bournemouth are now known, uh, they thought, oh, that's no goal. So right, okay. back to the halfway line. Or, or, or I think he knew he was onside, though. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he it, accepted the decision when a, when straight a, away. When mm. a player's going to do that kind of like wobbly hand thing, yeah, when they know they should do that. When they know they should do that, and then it gets chopped off, they're like, oh no, we've embarrassed ourselves. The sad, <laughs> I think the sad thing about it is that that will be used as a reason why VAR is good. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like, in that very sort of narrow set of parameters, yeah. it's a good thing. Right? They should. It works. When, in, but it, elsewhere... It's still a bit of a shit show. When VAR's happening, they should wheel us. You know those flamethrowers they have at Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they do yeah. have those, yeah. Just wheel them on just while VAR's uh, can, happening can, and then wheel them off again. Can I also say, in terms of VAR, when it comes to an offside decision or two, I don't think we need to see the guy with the pen doing the oh, set square. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think we need the, the pageantry of it at all. I don't think we need it to turn football into a kind of like a shit Tron. Indeed. Mm. Well, Bournemouth fans Tron's will be already a shit Tron. They will be grateful. Absolutely. Really? It was one. It was one of those decisions that we we've seen in the past over and over again when defenders are coming out quickly, mm-hmm. forwards are attacking it, and the, the exact crossover point is when the flag needs to go up. Yeah. Mm. It's very difficult for a. An assistant referee to see that, yeah, so it, it worked pretty well. But I mean, Bournemouth have been in absolutely terrible form, as we said on uh-huh. Friday, largely fueled by the fact they've got so many injuries. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea are—you never really know what you're going to get with them, and so it mm. was—it was a surprising result on one hand, mm. but on the other hand, you could kind of see it coming. Absolutely. Mm. Well, Bournemouth has lost five in a row since beating Manchester United on the second of November, um, and, and so you, I suppose you wouldn't have predicted that. But then Chelsea have been in poor form as well. Four of their last five they've lost in the league. They've lost at home to West Ham. Slightly concerning signs. Obviously they had a good start to the season. All things considered, mm. old Chelsea. But Jim, you know, they've lost again at home to a side that they should really be beating. Yeah, they should really have beaten them. And, and it, was a, it was a very sort of limp, flat performance, wasn't it? But mm. I suppose, you know, the, the, the rough side of what comes with having all these exciting young players come through at once is mm. that they're all young and they are relatively inexperienced. I know, I suppose, Tammy Abraham has played a lot of games and, and Mason Mount has as well, but at a lower level mm. m- for the most part. So there are going to be times where, you know, that inexperience shows. And but they, they do they have don't a bit of experience in that side, though. They, I mean, you've do. highlighted those two, but in, in, in the back line and the midfield and all. Yeah, but it, the, the blend isn't exactly right, is it? Clearly mm. it isn't, otherwise they wouldn't be losing weird games here and there like this. And also, I mean... I suppose you can't really apply this to individual teams, but it does seem a bit of an odd season across the board, apart from the very top and the very bottom of the league this season. Yeah, apart from Liverpool, really. Teams. Well, yeah, exactly. well, no, but you could even say that's odd in the sense that they've been so bloody good. Yes, true. But like they haven't lost a game. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. feel, I feel I feel sorry for Chelsea fans having to watch Willian just smack a corner into the first man over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> I feel like everyone. I feel like everyone who takes a corner in the Premier League does that. 
Like beating the first man seems to be the hardest yeah, thing but nowadays, in football. Nowadays, corners are so whippy, aren't they? Like, yeah. And they have to be lower and they can't, you can't just loop them in because the keeper will grab them or. Will, Williams, Williams took but, seven corners. But, but I, reckon all of, I reckon all of them hit the first <laughs> man. Christian Eriksen used to be terrible for it as well. I, I find that, that I still think the lofted corner has a place. There has to be a little a little zone, a perfect little bit where it's yeah. too far for the keeper to come. But it's far, it's but it's close mm. enough for a for a powering uh, I, I, yeah someone I, powering. I, I was I was I was massive of that opinion as well. And I chatted to someone on Ramble Meets, and I forget who it was now. It was a while back, and they seemed to intimate that if you float one in, mm. really wherever the keepers are so good, they just come and get them. Really, yeah. they're so if any no kind of pace on the ball at all. So it's about the penalty spot. The keepers will just and if and the get. and if the keeper comes out, you, and, might, and, you might as well just play it short. And if no, the, and if the keeper comes out and he gets impeded, like he's got the he's got he's going to win, isn't he? When it mm. comes to any referee decision, mm-hmm. so if he gets impeded and he goes down, then I don't know. I, th- I think he, I think you could entice him. What are you doing? <laughs> I think you could entice. How him. How are you around? taking a corner? If I put one there for you now, scoop. Uh, how are you taking it? The big oh, fat man scoop. Uh, shoot. Top <laughs> <laughs> the, the correct answer is the correct answer is if you are having a peak Marcus Speller taking your corners mm-hmm. you're an absolute mug because he is a fox in the box yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. why, why you, is he on corners Harry Kane yeah. of England rubbish <laughs> oh, you've you got, you got to play it low though you're what 4 11 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah well, still beat you in the edge in we're, we're one anyway, of the I, I saw a picture of Kelly Jones of the Stereophonics with, oh, yeah. uh, with Anthony Joshua the boxer mm. and I'm I've probably got two inches on Kelly Jones, and I reckon. So I always, whenever I see Kelly Jones and another celebrity, I think that's how tall I would look yeah, next yeah. to them. Anthony Joshua could wear me like a backpack, and if that isn't a dream, yeah, I don't know should, what. I'd is. like to see yeah. it. I want Anthony Joshua to wear me like a backpack. Anthony yes. Joshua seems like such a nice man, and I can't <laughs> marry that up with the fact that he hits people, people for a living. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just business. He's six foot six. Um, yeah, six foot six. Big boy. And in the pocket yeah. of the right Saudis. Right for John <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, going back to uh, but no. Chelsea. All right, no. <laughs> fuck, seriously, fuck them. Fuck okay. them. Yeah. All right, They then. can't be asked to defend a, a looper like Dan yeah. Gosling's goal. They can't be Eddie Howe's Bournemouth <laughs> at yeah. home. Well, they were so close to getting the trap right, weren't they? They were. But close is not good mm. enough with VAR, mm. so no. you have to actually do it now. Yeah, yeah. Lampard's holding La- us all to account. Lampard's, I mean, if you do really want me to go back to the game, Lampard's... Not necessarily. Um, Okay, well, won't <laughs> I was just going to say, Lampard said after the game, he, he seemed pretty pissed off. Yes. Well, he is. Um, I, think, I think he's... It, go on. I was just going to say, he said, um, up until now, I think a lot of it is we're not taking enough chances because we're creating a lot, but we're giving away some silly goals. And today wasn't even, we're creating a load of chances day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah I mean, yeah. He, he said after the game, didn't he? I forget what, what, what was put to him by in the post-match. Um, he said, well, that's one way of looking at it. But the other, other way of looking at it is we just got it wrong. Mm. And um, I, I, like his, <laughs> I like, well, his frankness. Yeah. You know, maybe it's nominative determinative <laughs> in action, but he, um, I, I'm enjoying the way that um, he's wearing his heart on his sleeve a little bit. If Chelsea lose, he's he's quite open about what's annoyed him about what's is, what's is wrong he, in is, that performance. Is he wearing those errors like a backpack? Very much like <laughs> Anthony Joshua would wear like, Pete as a backpack. Um, <laughs> I, more more like a gilet. Yeah. It's far more visible. Oh, don't but bring him into it. Are we <laughs> seeing? Gilet. Are we seeing a mini um, Solskjaer? Well, we are seeing a mi- no. <laughs> are we seeing a mini Solskjaer? No. Are, are we seeing? It's a the mini- honeymoon over, is what I'm saying. It's a first. It's a first sort of mini crisis of, of Lampard's mm. Chelsea reign, and he's obviously loved there. And I, I think they could probably finish tenth or eleventh, and people wouldn't care too much in his yeah. first season in charge. But it will be something to keep an eye on over the yes. next few weeks because it's a busy Christmas period, as we all mm-hmm. know. They've lost four out of their five, as you've already mentioned, Marcus. If they go and only win, you know, pick up a couple of points over the Christmas period, 
they could find themselves mid-table fairly quickly mm-hmm. and then that will be a completely different challenge for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if they finished outside, say, the top seven, which I know is obviously Chelsea yeah. fans are going, well, seventh, but you know. Yeah, I but think the, that's the funny fair. thing is that they, they've lost all these games. They're still fourth. Yeah. But they're still in there. They're still three points above six Spurs. games. Yeah, but Spurs, Spurs have won four out of their last five in the league mm-hmm. and Chelsea have lost uh, four out of their last five in the league. And Chelsea are three points above them. Spurs yeah. are a fifth, I believe. So that shows you how many teams are underperforming, as uh, was it you, Jim, that said earlier. It is a bit of an odd season. No one's lost more games in the top half than Chelsea. Yeah. So it tells us But I, I wonder with Lampard, because when he's managing Derby in the Championship, which is obviously all we've got to go on is him as a manager um, before this season, <clears throat> you know what it's like? What is it, 46 games or something in the yeah. Championship? You know, the games come thick and fast. To, to prep... Every game um, is very difficult in the championship. Um, obviously, they do prep the games, but to go into sort of great detail and so on, I, th- I think motivation is a huge thing, having the right squad and so on and so forth. They were close to being promoted. In the Premier League, every game you do need to prep for a bit more because the, the, the teams that, and the managers and whatnot you're coming up against are, are, are so good. And, and if you look at Chelsea, you know they went to Man City and kept the ball more than Manchester City did. Which is absolutely incredible. I know they lost the game, mm. but still, that is the champions of England you're talking about. Well, it's like it's like Troy Deeney said before the weekend. Um, he was asked ahead of the Watford game against Liverpool. He said, "People need to get real. The Premier League will find you out. Yeah, mm. if you if you if you're not quite on it, you will be found out over and over again. Mm. And that's what's happened to us. That's what Deeney said. Yeah, absolutely. So it will, yeah. it will happen to any team in the Premier League. Completely. Absolutely. And I just I just wonder with uh, with, with with Lampard, it's kind of trying to manage how to play against teams who are going to go to Stamford Bridge and go, right, let's be all the usual things. Let's be solid. Let's play, you know, maybe two banks of four or let's blah, 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 blah. How are they going to sort of start to unpick that? Because West Ham have gone there and Bournemouth have gone there and Chelsea didn't create that much against Mm. those teams. And it it almost gives other teams a blueprint to know what to do. And Lampard is going to have to try and unpick that. They also can't stop conceding. Well, that's a problem. It's also a particular problem that they seem to be so vulnerable at home because, you know, really Abramovich's Chelsea that whole era has been built on Stamford Bridge being a fortress and a really really Mm. difficult place to go and get anything even when Chelsea themselves have been in kind of hairy moments Um, but they look so vulnerable there this season yeah I think Stamford Bridge has probably not been the fortress it was years ago for a little while no, but yeah. I mean, particularly so now. It seems to feel yeah. like... Well, that, well, that's the problem, isn't it? When when, when the when so, you know weaker sides go there and get a win, not just a point, a win. I mean, Leicester should have won there. Sheffield United got a point early on in the season and they would have... I can't remember the game, actually, but they obviously got the point. And they, you know, When you start looking at these things, you're no longer scared when you go there. And as I say, people teams give a, a, a blueprint, but they're still in fourth. More flames. More, more flames. flames. Get more flames. After flames going during the game. <laughs> mm. yeah. but a great win for Bournemouth, though. Vital. Yep. Yes. Vital. Huge. Gives them a lot of encouragement down there because, uh, I, like I said, I was a bit concerned with Bournemouth with the, um, with the injuries and where they've been playing. Mm. Are they going to sleepwalk towards the relegation zone but that win there well it all it, it always happens to someone doesn't it they get sort of caught in the mire of of uh yeah. of, of of a relegation scrap late on because they've you know they've perhaps so it could happen gone to Arsenal. The well, I was yeah, about to say, well, genuinely, before the West Ham game, people were talking about that, and uh, well, after the Man City game that we'll come on to, I'm Presumably. sure we'll be talking about it again. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's move on to that game. Good to see uh, sixty thousand and thirty-one people in attendance yeah. at Emirates at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I was I was laying across seven seats. So <laughs> I, was, I was doing my bit. I mean, to... I know Arsenal like to. 
you know, <laughs> when it comes to propaganda, they certainly like to aid those who like to to give it out. But that those em- those figures at the Emirates, it's just it is propaganda. Because yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what they they've do? They've all got a history of that, they, though, haven't they? Yeah. Stick it's, soul, isn't it? No, it's uh, they include season tickets in it. So if season ticket holders haven't yeah, turned up, sold, yeah. and they haven't, yeah. Uh, yeah. then that will uh, that will go into it. But it's ridiculous. Like, but I mean, 60- presumably they can. Uh, mm, yeah, okay, I mean, right. isn't it a sixty thousand seater stadium? <laughs> I think it's sixty thousand. Sixty thousand and sixty-one. I don't I think. Know. Maybe. Um, Who were the maybe first? Are they counting? His... Maybe they're counting the players. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you, you were there, Jim, weren't you? I was. Yeah. yeah. Sixty thousand two hundred and sixty is, right. is the capacity, and sixty thousand thirty-one were there. Okay, I mean, so yeah. only... No, they weren't. No, yeah. they absolutely <laughs> weren't. <laughs> Although, actually, that said, it was fuller than I've seen it um, recently. Um, for a bit. For a bit. Yeah. Because. Um, <laughs> City, obviously City comes down is a big deal because you want to be there in case something happens, which it of course didn't. Now, I was expecting, um, I wasn't really expecting Arsenal to win. I don't think many people were realistically, but De Bruyne scoring that goal so early on was so frustrating mm. um, because, you know, you know, had Martinelli put that chance well, away, you're thinking, oh, this is a different game. And I think that's the earliest I've ever said that in a game. I think three mm. minutes in, I'm going, oh, I'll tell you what, he puts that one away. Mm. This could be very different. But like, it's only seeing it back on the TV that you, I realised how, quite how good that finish from De Bruyne was yeah. because you know you're just like oh god I can't believe this has happened so quickly but they're, they're poised to mm. just like to deftly sort of you know sweetly cushion that when the ball's in the air like that what a player and the last sort of player on earth that you really want in that situation and mm. also just sort of put in there again and again but a, a big part of the problem is that before the uh, I think before the second goal Raheem Sterling's goal there was a little bit of confusion in, in the box and, and uh, the defenders Socrates and Chambers who both had a torrid afternoon even though Chambers have been pretty good lately um, in the circumstances but like while there seemed a little bit of uncertainty and the crowd were going oh like in advance of something happening <laughs> right, and it's, yeah. it's got to the point now where it's, it's toxic just, isn't it it really is and it's you know you, you can't blame the crowd for being frustrated because so much so much of the time those reactions are involuntary and mm. it is just thousands of people going oh this again at once mm. without even really they're not planning to do it and at the same time if you're a player of course that's going to translate to you so it's you know it there needs to be a big big change and it's it's going to take a hell of a team to turn that atmosphere around and and I don't know where that's coming from right now it's a shame because I, I remember the first game of the season against Burnley I was there in the one two one and there was quite a bit of optimism, of course, actually. Yeah. I know it's the start Ceballos of the season. played really well. Like yeah. Pepe was, you know, uh, an unknown quantity back mm. then. But I can't, I can't believe how, how badly it's been. I, I understand it tailing off a bit and it being a little bit drab and it, it not being great. You know, blimey, are we probably going to finish sort of fifth, maybe sixth? It's kind of like, I mean, as Luke said last week, it is rotten. It mm. is. Yeah. Rotten I mean, to I the mean, core. The, the really frustrating thing is that Man City, I mean, Pep Guardiola said after the game that... Um, City played better against Man United and they <laughs> did because they didn't really have to even play against Arsenal He's, they just let Arsenal beat themselves yeah but you know what Guardiola's do they? he loves a bit of that oh, of course he does but you know it's I, I th- what's so frustrating yeah. is that Arsenal don't even lose well anymore yeah. they were so passive they just you know that second half I mean mm. you know Freddie Lundberg said after the game that you know he felt the players acquitted themselves well in the second half it's like, did they? <laughs> but Man City really... didn't need to try the game was over. They, had, they, had the half, they had the second half off absolutely feel, yeah. do, absolutely. You, do you feel well, sorry or relieved for Arsenal fans in China because, of course, they didn't get to watch the game. Yeah, that's very, very baffling. Um, the Chinese government put the Spurs game on instead. Uh, 
On a serious point, I genuinely think it's a real. This could be a real watershed moment for the Premier League, and I think they do need to show a little bit of leadership. I Basketball agree. had a similar situation with the, Rockets, uh, with, the, with the Hong Kong protests, and they they, they fucked it. They, they they just didn't know what to do. And if your business model is tied to a regime that that just moves the goalposts when they get a bit jumpy. The contract just isn't worth the paper mm-hmm. it's, it's written on. Value your product, value your fans a little bit more, and everyone's suddenly apolitical when there's um, when you're in someone's pocket. Isn't when it? Got, it's, yeah. it's, Is it Rwanda suddenly... on your sleeves? Well, you, well, if you look at something like uh, Bellerin in the week, where he's talking about f- hashtag fuck Boris and stuff, yeah, yeah. not a thing was said yeah, on their web war. Uh, on their web war, uh, I'm trying to get the tonal right, but yes. I think web war is microwave. Web war oh, okay, <laughs> right. uh, is is the actual uh, Twitter thing. What Özil said. Just, just, just. I mean, basically, he's echoing the the thoughts of the United Nations. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. the, the... so it's not, it's not an. Well, it was an, it was an appeal to the Islamic Islamic nations yes. to sort of basically uh, their Step silence, in. their silence on, yep. on 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 the Uyghur the Uyghur Muslims in in China yeah, yeah. and their incarceration, yep. disappearances, yep. rape, torture, yeah, all this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. international is very clear on this. Yep. What's yeah. going on in yep. there? And uh, he's basically saying. My people need to step up and and stop taking uh, money over uh, over the over the people mm. and 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 obviously Özil has in the past um, allied himself with some pretty problematic individuals, but in this case, to be honest, but I also think he's he's aligned he's, he's aligned himself with the United Nations. And so, yeah. Yeah, so, so he's it's, not out on a limb. Not here. possibly but the, but be more thing, of a reasonable stance, could it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I'm, I'm sorry, but like if Arsenal makes a lot of play with their relationship with minority urban Londoners, for example, mm-hmm. it's all over their PR material mm-hmm. and stuff. And you saw, if I was a young Muslim uh, kid in London watching watching Arsenal I'd be like yeah my club doesn't care about people yeah. like me they, they care about money and that's it and it, mm. and it's it's get to the point where the Premier League genuinely needs to have a policy on this sort of thing because mm. it's, it's just well the Premier League came out and said it um, It was the views of an individual didn't yeah. they yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Arsenal, said absolute that. Toss. Arsenal yeah. said that as well that it was just the views of Meza Urza when they stay apolitical and as you point out you know they didn't say anything about Hector Bellerin but yeah I mean it is uh, Arsenal love throwing Meza Urza under the bus it would seem it's like he I, I cannot he must be so frustrated because he, he left the pitch very slowly when he was substituted mm. and people started jeering which is exactly what happened with Granite Xhaka and there's no way that Meza Erzo isn't aware of that well he kicked and that his seems, gloves didn't he he did mm. yeah and that seems very very pointed I mean he must uh, you know there must be some joined up thinking there and I think well, that's, yeah, that's, I, I don't blame him for being frustrated with the club you know that's like Ars- it's, Arsenal have got a, a pretty decent um, record of uh, or a pretty decent history of um, really decent uh, Muslim footballers and I'm sorry like this lack of support off the field and on the field right you can sort of say he's he's, he's taken a huge amount of money out of the club etc cetera, etc cetera, and really yeah. not performing and stuff but I, th- I think when he came off, I think there was a little bit of that in there. All right, they were they were down by a fair, yeah, well, fair for, margin. Whatever, whatever the I reasons. I think it, it comes from the top, though. If you, you have owners that you know are, are openly only care about money, pretty much, then um, you know that you know, they, they're pretty much absent. Then you know they don't care. You it's not be, their problem. Be, they're going to f- they're happy to. China, you know, China will do whatever they want to do, well, I find, and they'll I constantly do stuff like that. So yeah. it just just play mm. your game and be a force for good. What I find on a slightly silly note is how thin skinned. Some governments. Just oh yeah, it's very but, um, anyway. We're, on, on, sorry, like, on the on just on the game on the game itself, yeah. I, I thought it was absolutely crazy that Arsenal think that they can they can play that sort of mid that midfield yeah. and expect it to reasonably deal with the movement and the quality mm. of like of Sterling, De Bruyne. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Luke, I mean is is there any combination? That you couldn't describe as that midfield. No, with Arsenal. probably. Well, when Arsenal possibly, probably, probably didn't not realised Phil Foden was going to start. Yeah, well, no, I don't. Probably Phil Foden didn't realise Phil Foden was going to start. <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> you know, probably fair. But that probably says more about Arsenal's policy than anything else. But I feel like it's quite odd how. Maybe I've got this wrong, Jim. You can tell me if I have that. that Arsenal fans seem to expect Gwendozi to be able to do a lot more. 
than he can do given where he's come from and how old he is. And and it's I, I think it's unrealistic to suggest that 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 kind of midfield could could pr- perhaps deal with someone like the, particularly when they start so badly. Mm. But I, I don't know if there's any real incentive at Arsenal to to try really hard or to work really hard or to do things. And I think it's probably when, when I said the club is rotten, a couple of people chipped off on, on social media, which is absolutely fine. Uh, and they and they said, well, you have to understand, we've got a good few young players coming through, mm. which is absolutely true. I think three of them came off the bench, and and maybe Martinelli started. He's another one. Um, but the fact that they've got to use these players. And, and it keeps throwing them into a mix-up yeah. situation where this, this game's already gone. Well, the experience mm. they're getting is not good. No, it's not. not. Absolutely and, then, not. And, then, and then you've got a situation where as soon as someone doesn't play well or doesn't do exactly what the fans expect mm. from them, they just get hammered. Yeah. And, mm. and, and there was a big debate on the radio last week, wasn't there, with the guy from Arsenal Fan TV, and I don't propose mm. to go into that, or whatever it's called now, AFTV. And that, that, to me, I think it's fair to say that, that contributes to the situation at Arsenal because it is oh, in God, their situa- yeah. it is in their interest... Now, of course, I know their views on their channel go up when they do well. But, of course, the last thing they want is for Arsenal to be okay. They mm. want it to be brilliant or terrible yeah. because it's a commercial mm. operation. So, if you've got... if you And Arsenal have already made moves to kind of move their name away from Arsenal so they're not associated with them. But, to me, it's quite significant of the, of the wider malaise there. Like, these people are just there to, to line their own pockets the same way the ownership yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think probably... And the players, probably. I mean, yeah. we call it... A, a, it was AirTV? AFTV. AFTV. Yeah, I mean... Air political football television. <laughs> <laughs> I think, to be fair to them, they probably want Arsenal to be brilliant all the time. But absolutely, I think... And I, I wonder how much this kind of angry discourse around Arsenal, and it isn't just them, because Arsenal have their own sort of huge kind of almost private media, in a sense, across social media... Um, I feel that that translates to the, the fury in the stadium because people can go home and mm. they watch they, they watch expressions of that and it just stokes it and stokes it and I, and I don't think it's a deliberate thing but I think it's it's mm. definitely part of the problem it's, it's baggage <clears throat> it's absolute baggage around Arsenal if you were if you were looking at buying the club you know if if KSE were looking at selling up because they've got these spiraling um, stadium costs for the um, LA Rams now mm. so that's I don't know that might be a possibility. You'd probably you'd factor all this into it, you know. If mm. the club aren't doing well, then there's a lot of a lot of I would just you know, say on, around the, it that drags it down. I would just say on the football front, <clears throat> you know, if I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm going to go to that game. I don't realistically expect necessarily Arsenal to win, no. But I think you've got to make it hard for the other team. I think at least you can ask on your own stadium when the TV cameras are mm-hmm. on and and you know there's you know it's, it's a capacity crowd. Yep. Yeah, is to make the other team actually win it from you, not yes. not let it let them have it so Absolutely. easy that after half an hour, whatever it is, yeah. the game's gone. The yeah. body language as well is so so telling, and that's not just in this game. So I watched the Europa League game uh, against Standard Liège, and um, when Arsenal went one 0 down, it was, it was Alex Lacazette who didn't didn't play yesterday. Um, when he took the kick off, it was like. You know when you stub your toe on a radiator and it's really annoying. So once it's like the throbbing's gone a little bit, you kick the radiator. You give yeah. it a little. Ugh, that'll yeah. show you. It's yeah. like that from the kickoff. It's like, mm. oh god. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it, it's not good. And and Arsenal, I, I just find it extraordinary that that they sack Emery and they just no plan. Absolutely yeah. no plan. And it's, it's bizarre. Emmanuel Petit, former Arsenal ledge, of course, believes that Ancelotti is the perfect man. Yeah. Arsenal, I think Ancelotti, that's absolute bullshit. Well, I, I think Ancelotti comes in and calms things down and so on. In, I think in things a, are already quite calm. Well, I was about to say, I think things, way. <laughs> genuinely at the moment, they should get bloody Duncan Ferguson in. Yeah. Anyway. We, said, we said it last week, and Carragher, I think, said it on the show on Soccer Sunday, or whatever it's called, Super Sunday. I completely, I completely agree. No, there's no way you want Ancelotti in there. Yeah. There's no way. Mm. Yeah. I just think though, if they may have someone lined up, because you're not going to throw them straight in against City, are you? So who knows? 
But the reports this morning of Arteta is head and shoulders ahead yeah. of everyone else mm. in the recruiting process. If he still wants it he after looks, his front row seat yesterday. He might well <laughs> not. Imagine yeah. that fucking shower. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm enjoying the fact, actually, while we're recording, arsenal.com forward slash staff. Staff, nothing on staff. there. No, staff. They've sacked nothing on everyone. There. They've, they've sacked s- everyone. <laughs> they've sacked There's nobody on there. What about Mustafi? Is he there? <laughs> uh, Leicester. Oh, they they yeah. dropped points. I'm to Norwich City. Rogers' title bid took a blow. Against Norwich the had a real goal. They, they did, yeah. Yeah, they're now ten points behind Liverpool. It's, it's going to be difficult. We've seen it before in the what Premier are you League. Doing Norwich, we've seen it before. <laughs> uh, Jamie Vardy <laughs> didn't score either. No, nearly. Yeah, very nearly. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame. Uh, they failed to equal a, a club record of ten wins in a row. I mean, that's the thing with Leicester. Nine wins in a row is phenomenal for any for any <laughs> yeah, club. Really to is. be perfectly honest. Well, this with is you. the frustrating thing about how good Liverpool are, isn't yeah. it? To, to even keep in in relative touching distance with them, you have to perform to a phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal level. And weird situation with Ian Nacho, then Rogers had to substitute yeah. off. Yeah, what was that? All so, about? so they were supposed to give the so Norwich put the ball out. Leicester was supposed to give it back. Ian Nacho just didn't give it back. Right, uh, and started to attack. The Norwich goal about 25... I mean, apologies if people have already seen this, but just in case people haven't, 25 yards out, just starts trying to attack. And he has to get... Um, they basically have to foul him to stop him having a shot on target. Mm, mm. And uh, then all the Norwich fans go absolutely insane. Like, Tom, um, uh, Todd Cantwell runs over, grabs him by the throat and all the rest mm. of it. The referee did a pretty good job of calming it all down. Uh, and then Rogers just substituted him off. Because um, I think he thought it was... <laughs> He was mm. going to get a good, good shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it's but an odd one. There was an absolutely bizarre conversation on, I think it was um, Chris Kamara, by his Christmas album now, by the way. Mm. Got absolutely no commercial vested interest in saying that, but it'll be funny. Yeah. Be I voted for him in the Brit- Brit's long list. Did you? Yeah. Good. Great. <laughs> Number one pick um, for me. He, he, he seemed to, him and his guest, who I can't remember who it was, seemed to be arguing that Jamie Vardy should have been given that goal. And Jackie mm. Oatley was going... <laughs> Well, but it wasn't on target. Yeah. Like, no, no, yeah. it should. Be, I mean, if you're a striker, you. Oh, it's Darren Bent. If you're a striker, you want to be given that. Yeah, well, I know. It's like, yeah, well, not great. That's no, <laughs> not how it works. Yeah, I'm sure Romario would like to be given it. <laughs> it doesn't make it reasonable to do. Romario's so. going to claim it either way. Yeah, need to be yeah. That's like if you strikers lobbying group. That's what, yeah. that's what it's all about. Goalkeeper loses. You know. A goal that was was questionably given by VAR and deep mm. into injury time. Well, I'll just probably have the clean sheet. No, you haven't. Yeah. It's not. The other argument Darren Bent made was that well, the, the goalkeeper doesn't want like this record. Well, I know, but he has done yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I know what everybody wants, wants it, it, in yeah. this situation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was a shame for Vardy because it it, it was um, I think he hit the woodwork as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, so he came pretty close, but I mean, yeah. he's been on in an amazing mm. form. But as PTD said, Norwich were, were very good. Daniel Fark thought it was uh, their best performance of the season. Mm. Mm. Did he say that he they weren't quite top enough? Yeah, and they, just keeps giving, doesn't he? They beat they beat Man City this season, so I mean, I'm not sure yeah. that's. Yeah, I, I was surprised by those comments. <laughs> I, I suppose it's, it's their best performance for a while going away. 100%. To, maybe uh, he's forgotten the Man City thing because it was so long ago. <laughs> maybe he's tried to, yeah, because that was the catalyst for their losing run. Or yeah, he's got, a, he's got a hope that it's not like going to cast a big shadow over the Christmas period. Uh, indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, he we got probably, that point. He probably casts a big shadow, doesn't mm. he, old Daniel? Only, um, only bastard. Marco, only Marco Silva's Everton have been charitable enough to give Norwich a win since that <laughs> yeah. City, yeah. Uh, So Leicester have actually got, they've got... Um, Man City and Liverpool coming up, haven't they, over this yeah. very Christmas, uh, very Christmas busy period? Yeah. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Yes. Yeah, so. it, well, that's a shame for them why they drop points. Is because exactly. <laughs> Marcus, Liverpool are miles away. Yeah. No, 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 I know that. Green creature. No, what I'm saying is, for them, if if they go into the Liverpool game and they were still eight points, and you think the win would take them to five, mm. that is much more kind of uh, enticing, I suppose. Bearing in mind they should have drawn the game at least. Uh, well I say at least they should have drawn the game at Liverpool yeah, but, but you're right they, they do now have a riled up Jamie Vardy which is a great thing Ooh. you're right Peter it's nearly gone yeah mm. 
but who nearly knows? Gone. Nearly gone. Yeah. All right then, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, we'll have a quick break and then we'll talk more about football. I think. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Daily. Now, without further ado, it's time for emails with PTD. Yeah, it is. You email show at footballramblegaily.com And now Peter's reading it out. Well done. Christmas number one. Uh, hello to <laughs> Danny Fitzpatrick. Fellas, I have to disagree with your suggestion of Roy Hodgson for the car map. Um, of all the voices, uh, of all the voices in football uh, that will be suitable for reading you a bedtime story, surely Big Steve Bruce has to be top of the list. Does anyone call us mm. sat and have a car map? That's what I <laughs> thought. It took me a while first. to work yeah. out what you meant. Same, yeah. Oh, calm app. Right, oh, okay. calm app. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said map. Calm app. Did, did you? <laughs> Do you mean like a G- so you like a sat nav? Still like, has a voice, you, I guess. That's like the yeah, last yeah. thing you want is a, is a, is a sat nav voice putting you to sleep. Yeah. You brought it up. You should be aware. Yeah, calm app. The calm. The calm app. Yeah. Um, yeah, surely Big Steve Bruce has to be top of the list. How yeah. such a beautiful sound comes yeah. out of a head like Bruce has always baffled me. No offence to the man, but he looks like a 1930s boxer. No offence yeah. to the man. I'll yeah. slag him off, oh, but no offence. By the He's way, we, we shouldn't mention the calm app anymore because um, we don't mention brands that often unless they pay us. 
Good point, yeah. yeah so, oh, uh, I'd, oh, I'd hate the car map. I prefer headspace. Yeah. Five minutes in, <laughs> screams at you. <laughs> Wake up! Yeah. Maybe, that might just be the voice in yeah. my head. Yeah. Yeah. Big but, Sam yeah. screaming at you. <laughs> oh, Big Sam was in Great Nick. Um, was it last night or this morning? Great Nick. Um, yeah, he said that... Um, he, I would never get the Arsenal job because of the way the media portray me. Right. So, yeah. Just answering the questions he's been asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be apolitical on that point. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Fry. <laughs> hey, Ricky Fry. Uh, good morrow, gents. What better way to celebrate Advent than be made aware that Graham, my kids don't call me dad, they call me medal winner, Wesley ah. has returned to the dugout and returned to Stevenage. Excellent. Merry Christmas and go F yourselves. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks for the update. Yeah. yeah and uh, finally, for now, uh, Jack Hobbs got in touch. Good afternoon, uh, gents. As a group well versed in footballing heartbreak, I thought I'd share some of my own with you. Having recently moved to Norway, I've been introduced to a passionate footballing culture and have been adopted into the Lillestrøm um, Football Club by my family in law. Mm. Unfortunately, their uh, 45 year reign in the top division was ended this week in a two leg relegation playoff at the hands of second tier Start FC. Oh. After leading in the away leg, the Canaries went down 2 1, meaning a must win game at the home. At home uh, the following week in front of 12,000 uh, people everything uh, was looking rosy as Lillestrøm went uh, 4-0 up after 61 minutes oh I saw this yeah. 61 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. then disaster struck a start striker Martin Ramsland uh, scored a hat-trick in 6 minutes uh, between the 76th and 82nd minute Lillestrøm won the game 4-3 but lost on away goals and were relegated relegated yep. on away goals to make oh. matters worse it was centre back a club legend uh, Frode keeps uh, 441st and last game oh, oh, every no. player needed a police escort <laughs> oh my goodness wow. not wow. the early Christmas present we wanted but hey that's what football do to you yeah. Frodo Kipper played for Liverpool didn't mm, he yeah. he didn't actually make an appearance no, I don't yeah. think but he was there for a while because I, I, I vaguely mm. remember him being signed for them oh, angry Frodo Kipper Frodo Kipper that's Graham Westley's fourth spell by the way Cool. As, as Stevenish Borough boss. Hey, That's about, cool. What about the situation in Norway? Yeah, yeah, I'll ask Lars about that next week. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm sad to hear it. I mean, 45 years in the top flight, it's almost like when Hamburg yeah. got relegated in Germany. Mm, exactly, yeah. Let's mm. take down their big Arabian clock. Or when Everton get relegated this <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> Alongside Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburg's big Imagine Arabian Chelsea, clock. Everton and Arsenal got relegated this <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yeah. Not on Big Dunks watch. No, yeah, it enjoyable. Certainly not. Uh, um, I'm going to get you a short, it's uh, shortfootballbrothers.com. Yeah, I'll give you a quick Betway for to score update. It's still pretty hard yeah. uh, no one got it this week I think there was one person still in the hat and they had Mares as their final selection Ooh, uh, which of course was put paid to after like a minute by Kevin De Bruyne yeah. that was who, a weird who, one who cares not for your money nor for your feelings no. No. and we had Danny Ings although he should have scored an absolute beauty I thought he was very hard done by, by the referee uh, Sigurdsson Pete characteristically ruled out through illness and didn't yeah, play it, as yeah. soon as I choose a player if any teams want to um, you know stick a couple of quid in my back pocket I will choose the opposition player yep. and they will yeah. instantly get ill I mean, yep. do gamble responsibly. Uh, <laughs> I, I had Delhi, no. Marcus had Jesus, he should have scored, but that was also a no. So yeah. it rolls over to next week. Betway.com forward slash four to score to get involved. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. I think that might be the worst one we've had, isn't it? The, the, be- the best we can salvage from that is that Danny Ings had a shot. <laughs> no, it was a beauty, though. <laughs> yeah. Darren, ben- the top corner. <laughs> Darren Ben says it should have gone in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ben, claim yeah. It. He'll claim it. Have been a yeah. goal. He will claim it. Uh, Manchester United drew one all at home with Everton Big Duncan Ferguson, giving it plenty on the touchline. Mm. You see, when it, it was a cold day, the rain was, was coming down, blazer off. Mm. Yeah. This yeah. thing's just going to weigh Blazers me down. Out. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, I mean, Everton—they they played with that sort of commitment, like they did the other week under Ferguson. That, and this mm. is the thing: what you want with an interim manager? Because I'd be surprised if he got the job full time because that kind of passion and, well, and and 
the way he treated Moisey Kenny. Not <laughs> yeah, I think long, that's very much. Long that was very <laughs> telling, wasn't it? That was very much like, yeah, you're very much one of those managers. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, in the, in the interim, when they they need results, they need somebody to come in and and just uh, keep it going while they search for for a. I say long term here inside themselves. Yeah, yeah. Is there any long term appointment in football these days? I don't know. But it, it, it's basics. He's playing four four two, two banks of four. Everybody do your jobs. Commitment, blah de blah de blah. And they've got a few points on the board yeah. since he's taken over. You know, you can't really argue too much uh, in terms of the tactics with what Ferguson's doing because he's obviously limited. He's obviously not a number one. He would probably say that himself, or certainly at the moment. Who knows in the future? And that's it. Luke, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do the basics, do you? Also, there's absolutely no pedigree or history at all for anyone named Ferguson doing a good job in the Premier League. So <laughs> yeah. uh, he's got that against him as well. I, 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 yeah, I think I, I tend to agree with you guys. I think it gets you so far. I think you reset everyone's and, and Silva got a little bit... To me, he looked like he got a little bit confused as to what his best team was mm-hmm. and never really know what he was doing. Someone comes in and resets. He's, he's synonymous with the club. He's been there for mm-hmm. a long time. He gets everyone at it, as we mentioned, when they beat Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, on the, from in his defence, if you were here, he would probably say, well, hang on a minute, I've gone to Old Trafford and I've played Chelsea and we've got four points out of it, so let's just see how we go. Do you need to defend Duncan Ferguson at any point? But he, the thing is, he, is he does come across as a really nice bloke. Yeah. Like, if you see him interviewed now, mm. he's very friendly, very smiley. Very wide mm. mouth. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think he would flip on you like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, the thing, goodness. isn't it? He's the sort of person who would say, lovely, lovely man, lovely man, but oh, but oh, but he can turn. Yeah, you kind of like that, that, that famous Absolutely. prisoner, Charles Bronson. He's always say, lovely guy. Lovely. He's not, though, is he? He's really not, is he? Yeah. I mean, he's in jail for life, let's yeah. be fair. He's yeah, but, maybe a little but every time his sentence comes, uh, is coming around, oh, better put another few more years yeah. on it. Yeah. How do you do that? Don't ask. Yeah. Um, so you're saying Duncan Ferguson has been completely institutionalised at Everton? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think he had form before joining Everton, to be fair. I don't think we can blame Everton. But I thought they uh, showed, I mean, without being kind of proper football man, old-fashioned about it, he transposed what we saw at Arsenal across what we but saw at Old Trafford. They had a lot of commitment. They worked really hard. Yeah. They were, they were. I mean, Ferguson said himself, it was, it was always going to be difficult for us to hold on, didn't he? Yeah. Um, because he's a man who very much operates in the kind of nineties. Yes. He still subscribes to that. United are always going to equalise against you. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it came to pass. Because yeah, Old it's Fergie time, but it's my Fergie time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, though, with, with with Ferguson, it's you know. It, all footballing cultures there's, there's 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 usually wherever you go in the world there's, there's something that you can take more from others of course but those good old British football values in Don't which we tend to rely the job is is uh, is it has something still for that commitment to, to organise a team and do the basic stuff like I say it's very short term but mm. this is a short term mm. thing but he, you know, he's pretty much saying that as well but do you not think the kind of way that he kind of conducts himself on the on the, uh, on the touchline you know kicking every ball and uh-huh. shouting at uh, youngsters he, he, he didn't work with in the youth setup. Um it's kind of like he's sending a message to the board and going this is how a manager should conduct his business well, 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 that's, well, that's, how, that's how Diego Simeone does it True, yeah. But that's how Duncan Ferguson conducts himself. And he's saying, right, <laughs> under Silver, it was a bit soft. I mean, there was mm. the odd thing that Silver he didn't want shouting in the dressing room. That was that was that was one of the little quirks. Now, again, sometimes footballers do need a rocket. You hear players say that when a manager's a bit too soft and they come in and go, No, we needed shouting out, we needed I, I something. Think, yeah, up. I think the, also just the point is that these things aren't mutually exclusive. Exactly. You, you can, I mean, Diego Simeone clearly he has done a brilliant job at Atletico Madrid and yeah. everyone knows that. But he is also hard, so you can, you can do both. Whether Ferguson, yes. but whether I'm just trying to get to the bottom of whether it's a little bit unfair and reductionist to accuse Ferguson of this because he has been a coach for quite a long time and he might actually be quite. Good yeah. at but, it. but I'm saying that his his the way he's going to say something on the touchline and also 
rinsing my my skin, a, yeah. a young player. No, we'll come to, but that's a separate thing. We'll come to no, that in a moment. Well, no, it's exactly the, he's basically saying to the boardroom, "I wouldn't mind a crack at this, uh, and this is how we can conduct things." You've had the softy, softy. Now I'm going to be the no, punch. He's not necessarily. He's not said I want the job. He actually, in fact, after the Chelsea game, did he not even say, "Oh no, I don't, I don't think so. they'll have to look longer term." Yeah, but I mean, obviously, you would want to not necessarily. Um, your, well, but, because but as it, we it, said, if he takes the job, but is there an element of this, Marcus? Sorry, to cut in. But is there an element of this that, like, because it's Duncan Ferguson, we're assuming that he is a certain type of character? Everything you 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 throw at him. I mean, you could say the sub for a sub thing. When Mourinho did that with Eric Dyer a couple of weeks ago, well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no Rogers did it on the it. same. Or the no, day but Rogers, Rogers had done it as well. Yeah, I think, so it, it does think, happen. Yeah, it does happen, doesn't it? But I think you know you're creating a headline to, I, to at least some degree. If you I do just think it. it's naive, I think it's naive, and, and Duncan Ferguson no, to I, be I, hasn't got the air miles that uh, Jose Mourinho. I'm just saying, I'd like to see you say that when he's fucking here, because yeah. <laughs> you'd be saying, "Oh, please, Duncan, let me work for you." I mean, like, no, I'll be on somebody else's backpack, and he'll be able to fight for me. Why is that backpack talking to me? Duncan Ferguson's bum bag. <laughs> but, uh, but I think I think with the Moisey Ken thing, that's piss poor from Ferguson. I I, I really think that's very bad management. I the agree. way he didn't even look at him, and when he said, "Oh, it was just we had a lot of forwards on, and we needed to waste a bit of time." No, he's seen something. Ken is probably in Ferguson's eyes. This is what I'm, I'm guessing. He did say he didn't have the pace of the game. Exactly. There mm. was a little comment there, yeah. and I think that Ferguson, the way he reacted, my guess would be that 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 he believes. Again, this is pure guess, and whether he's right or wrong uh, in my guess world, who knows? But but I, I I suspect that, that that with Ken, perhaps he's not been putting the yards in in training, something like that. Um, and and when he got on the pitch, Ferguson is wanting all hands to the pump. Yeah. We're at Old Trafford. Players blah, blah, aren't blah, blah, humiliated blah. enough these days. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he feels that, 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 that Ken is not putting a shift in or maybe doing what he's doing. That's what I suspect. And he's gone, right, I'll bloody show you. He looked, <laughs> yeah. like, he looked like a gorse. He didn't do anything in the, in the game. Yeah, and so I think... And to be honest, he, I think if you... As a manager, you should know what state your players in, and if he's going to go on the pitch, yeah. and he brought him on, mm-hmm. so I, you know, well, I th- and, I th- and it goes back to the point of it maybe being a bit too soft under Silver and Fergus is going, this is not good enough. He loves the club, blah 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 blah, uh, and he's gone right. I'll make an example of you or something well, like that. He, he that, said that is what I strongly he said. Suspect. He said I can see why he's upset. I'll speak to him next time I see him. Tomorrow, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. He's only 19 as well. I know. I'm joking aside. He's fresh at the country. He, he probably doesn't speak, yeah. you know, the, he, I don't know what his like, language is like. Uh, he's probably incredibly fucking lonely. He's got no yeah. chance to understand yeah. Dr. Ferguson. Is it, yeah, is this, <laughs> my, my wife can't understand Dr. <laughs> Ferguson. She's a native English speaker. Well, this is... Probably a generational thing, though, isn't it? Where sort of when when you know Duncan Ferguson was 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 raised in in the world of football, you didn't have people you know calling you up and explaining decisions. You did get on with it, and you did you know pick yourself up and just take whatever happened supposedly in your stride. Whereas now we're in, we're in an era where you don't necessarily do that so much. And if if somebody does. Uh, make a difficult decision on your behalf, you'd expect that to be explained. So perhaps it's just a sort of disconnect there where Ferguson just, you know, thinks about it in a slightly different way and that's that's what worked for him. So he's what he's putting onto other players. I, I think I think he's making an example of him. I think did, he's been very harsh and, and, he, and he's done that and, and I felt very sorry for Ken as he walked off. Did you see the montage of Ferguson before the game when he um, just head scored a goal against Man United yes. very early in his career? Right. Underrated, very handsome man. Yeah. Yeah, got, yeah, he's got yeah, a bit yeah. of the Ali McCoyst about him. Mm. Yeah, he does a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah. right. Sorry, carry on. Um, but what about in, in the match itself? Lindelof's uh, was own goal by, by was checked by VAR, of course. I thought it was a foul on David Hay. There's so a bit of debate I. on this. I was surprised it wasn't yeah, overall. Then people say, no, but look at you know other goalkeepers and other various examples. I, I thought it was a foul. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, <laughs> the new Fergie time. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, I, I wouldn't have a huge disagreement with you over that, but I do think De Gea's got to blame himself for it to give it to yeah. have any to have any debate at all. 
is De Gea's fault because he should have just cleaned that out. Mm. And there's no reason he shouldn't have dealt with that. No, better. they're separate issues though, surely. No, he, if he's fouled. he wasn't strong enough. Well, well, I don't know. If he's fouled, he's fouled though, right? He saw it. He, he, he didn't react till very late on and it meant he wasn't in the position he needed to be. And then he kind of had a coming together, which could have been construed as a foul. And I'm no problem with saying that. But it's two players, though, wasn't in, it? In another situation, mm. De Gea deals with that. Uh, was it Gary Neville who said it looked like it reminded him of David De Gea when he first came to England? And then he did that quite a lot. And then he kind of got used to the swing of things and got used to the pace and the strength of the game and became brilliant. And it felt a bit like a flashback to those times. Yeah. I mean, it's quite it, loopy, that one, it, that cross. It's exactly. quite loopy. A lot of loopy, lot of loopy behaviour <laughs> in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mason Greenwood came off the bench to, to get the equaliser. That's uh, a, a, a bright spark for Manchester United fans mm. in mm. the young man. He's it's obviously highly rated. Uh, indeed, Man United now four points off Chelsea in that fourth spot. Mm. They're still in contention. You oddly. seem to have ascribed Chelsea the status as gatekeepers. Yeah, I think in that I position. Yeah, we'll <laughs> whether they realise that or not, I don't know. Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin. Before we move on, another another decent performance from him. He is. Uh, he seems to be revitalised on oh, the yeah. Ferguson. But he's exactly the type of player to exactly. thrive on the Ferguson. Isn't and maybe maybe Ferguson with with someone like Ken. You know, just very briefly going back to that, is it's the type of forward that he's he's looking at him going. No, you should be like me. Mm, and yeah. uh, <laughs> well, this is all a bit modern for my taste. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and Calvin Lewin is is performing so uh, good stuff uh, from from Everton. Oh, before we move on to the Premier League, what about uh, just a brief mention for Tottenham Hotspur? Proper bit of shit Did you see them going in on Adam uh, Adama Traore? Yeah, Mourinho. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Eric, I expect <laughs> that from Eric long. Dyer, but when you see Harry Kane doing it, <laughs> when, when I'm put, yeah, when I'm putting when I'm putting in Spurs players into my fantasy team because I think as soon as they hire Mourinho, they're going to keep a load of clean sheets. Yeah. I am annoyed. <laughs> they don't seem to keep any. No, yeah. What's going on? Probably to come, isn't it? Have you seen how Adama Traore is built now? Though? Oh yeah. I would not be going. The picture him. of him in 2012 <laughs> yes. on Twitter this week. This week, it's a picture of him in 2012 and a picture of him today. He looks literally twice the man yeah. he was then. It's <laughs> funny, isn't it? Because that isn't necessarily the sort of physique you want, especially as a winger. You know, surely the you know bulking yourself up, you perhaps lose a little bit of mobility, but it mm. doesn't seem to matter to Traoré. It's, it's a bit Watford forward club man, isn't it? Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a bit Belgian blue. Yeah, but <laughs> I tell you what, though, those mad cows. Spurs have got the draw they wanted. It's presumably the Champions League because they're up against RB Leipzig. Yeah. Oh, is that it's been done? It's been done, been done. Yeah, read us. We'll go for it in yeah. depth on Thursday, but read it yeah, through yeah. to us anyway. Chelsea have got Bayern. Okay, Ooh. one for Lampard to to get his tactical chops around. Man, uh, Man City got Real Madrid. They're, uh, they they got Real Madrid, which uh, Pep Guardiola going back to his old haunt. Nice. Yeah. I don't, when I say haunt, obviously, you know, you know he's, I mean. he's never managed them. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, Liverpool against Atletico. Nice. Oh, that's a nice one. That is a nice one. Four tasty ones in there. Very tasty. We'll, we'll go indeed. through that in depth, as along with the Europa League draw, of course, uh-huh. in uh, on the continent on Thursday. Yes, of course we will. Let's go into the Championship then. Uh, some some good scores in the Championship. Uh, Cardiff City with a great comeback against Leeds. Neil Harris's side uh, is scoring three sort of late goals, and yeah. the third one they scored when they were down to ten men was it Sean Morrison who scored? Yeah, that's, that's an absolute sickener for Leeds because yeah. they were they were just flying through that game mm. Bielsa was bemused about how his team he seemed very didn't confused. win the match <clears throat> yeah I, and it's funny because Patrick Bamford's obviously been scoring a lot of goals mm. and, and you look at him and you just think oh come on Patrick I'd love to see you yeah. do this in the Premier League I think you know even, even at this level though he's, he doesn't seem like the quickest does he mm. so but he's I quite think classy he's forward gonna, yeah but I mean it, that does make a huge difference if there's going to be mm. one thing that is immediately different in the Premier League uh-huh. is that the pace of it is a, yeah. is a Maybe not significantly faster because I think the, the championship is, is is quicker than it's often given credit for, but mm-hmm. it's marginal, isn't it? These, yeah. And these marginal things make a huge difference in, when you make that step up in quality. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you completely. It's it is the I mean maybe the Huckabee zone should be called the Bamford zone soon. We, we'll get into that point. 
There is an argument there. I mean, Leeds obviously second, uh, of course, behind uh, Billich's boys, West Brom, who uh, won away to um, to Birmingham. Well, that was a brilliant game. Charlie Austin came up. Yeah. Two, two brilliant goals. That's, I mean, uh, that first one from Austin was, was just delightful. second one was great as well. A big header at the far post. Very yeah, nice yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there is... You don't... You know, almost Shearer-esque. Maybe not quite to the level, but, you know, it's... A reminder of what that kind of it was. It was like. There were two quite Alan Shearer esque goals. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I mean West Brom. They they've they've been brilliant this season. They play twenty two. They've only lost once. They've scored forty five goals as well. Mm. Uh, they're top, of course, with forty nine points. Lead second with forty seven. There's ten points between second and third. I look you forward know, to Slaven Bilic losing his job as West Brom manager in January 2021. Mm, yep. uh, with them rock bottom of the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah. But I mean, th- there That's is... The spirit. <laughs> yeah. Leeds are in, the, um, the, for me, the perfect position there because Leeds they're not in top. Yeah. So the, a little bit more eyes on, on West Brom Especially with that away kit, you can't take your eyes off it. Well, you say that, but Leeds fans will be thinking, oh, God, here we go again. Well, yeah. I don't know, because they're... They're, they're 10 points clear of third, aren't they're, they? They're 10 points, but as I say, West Brom are top. Yeah. So just a little bit more. Obviously, Leeds fans will have their own anxieties about the situation, but I don't yeah. know in the wider context. That um, West Brom away kit... It reminds me of a sort of 90s um, packet of the, cheese and onion crisps. The ripe, <laughs> the ripe banana. The ripe, the ripe <laughs> that's all I'm saying. A bunch of ripe bananas. Yeah. When I, when I saw Charlie Austin wearing that with his bleached blonde hair, he said, what, what am I looking at? Here? <laughs> <laughs> like looking, have you ever yeah. that character Brad from Neighbours? Oh, like yeah. I'm looking, like, looking at him. He's a bit like that. He looks yeah. like, like the bass is like no effects or something. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He was also like asked what he, broken. He was also <laughs> asked what Charlie Austin, what the standard of the championship was like compared to the Premier League. It's a joke. It's a joke. No, yeah. Sorry, I didn't realise you were oh, going to go right. for that one. Sorry. Cool. Come along. Sorry. Um, Derby lost at home to Millwall there. 16th and nine points off the playoffs. But Wayne Rooney says he wants to get Derby back in the Prem and then plays part for the team back in the top flight. I can't Rooney wait to see fans, him it. wheezing all over the championship <laughs> in January. A couple of red cards here and there. Oh, big time. <laughs> How many red cards do you reckon he'll get between now and May? Two. I reckon he get a couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon he can get a couple for sure. <laughs> It'll be. It will be a a kind of definite one to keep an eye on um, because seeing Wayne Rooney play in the championship, yeah, will be a, a weird thing yeah. to see how good he still is. Yes. I agree with you because because the, you get an element of some players when they get older, and I know he's not that old, but he's got a lot of miles. Is he? Yeah, they get dragged into the to the standard don't they mm, and yes. some of them just look amazingly brilliant like so and, and Derby have had a real problem scoring goals this season like, there's not a f- I think only two teams in the championship have scored fewer goals than they have and they're, they're not right down there but they're not doing great I've, and so he could he could make a real difference just to, just for being Wayne Rooney there'll be players there don't be patronising the Derby because they've got some big players but there'll be some players there go fucking hell I'm playing with Wayne Rooney well that's, mm. so they said that didn't they in training you know mm. when he turned up they were like bloody hell there's, there's Wazza yeah I mm. feel like he'll boss it in the championship and it'll be glorious mm. I'd like to think so. We'll see. Well, we will see. So we'll see soon. Indeed, indeed. Um, oh, did you guys see um, Alfredo Morelos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> for a little while. He's such an idiot. So he he, he got sent off five <laughs> times last season, yeah. and uh, he hadn't been sent off yet this season. And he scored against. Did he not? I don't think so. No, I think he had. Very late on for and him. He, and he scored um, against Motherwell <laughs> on a booking. Did a, a ridiculous celebration, and they got a second yellow. And got sent off. They won the game two 0 Was it? Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. did. Uh, Gerard's comments afterwards. Well, yeah, I mean, Stephen Gerard appeared to suggest that on <laughs> one hand he had no complaints, but on the other hand the referee was just itching to send him off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, if you know that to be the case, yeah. talk to him and tell him to stop being a complete fucking idiot. Then <laughs> I think that's that ship sailed. He was like giving him. it the absolute on the yellow. He's giving it the absolute. Is, stack, he's such yeah. an intriguing player because he's decent, but he just seems to hate everything at all yeah. the time. I love it. He doesn't hate Celtic <laughs> enough to score against them. Well, yeah, yeah. indeed, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. He's knocking them in for my Newcastle side in uh, Football Manager, so I have a bit of that. Is he really? Mm, he is indeed. Pete's wicked whispers. Heard it here first. Shh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> could no. do, could do worse after there? Dwight Gould at the weekend, to be mm. fair. Who else have you got in there? Uh, I think he's my only signing, to be honest. I'm terrible at it. I just can't. Pardew-esque. Can't arrest a slide. Fired by Christmas every single year. It's <laughs> And then I just put it away, and then the next one comes out. Oh, yeah. I play it for a few days, and mm. I'm like, I'm just bad at it. Oh, Petey. Give it up. You, Give yeah, it up. You think you've got a gaming chair. You think you'd be good at it. I know. <laughs> Sat there. <laughs> that, that is the most opulent use of a gaming chair, isn't it? Football manager. <laughs> Football manager, yeah. <laughs> I've just bought an i9 processor for this. There you go. There we are. Mar- we should... Marcus, Pete's talking about processors. Yeah, get out of here. I think we should... Uh hear him a little bit more actually <laughs> uh, but the for, mic's off <laughs> yeah. thank you very much everybody for listening to the Football Ramble it's been a bloody pleasure Jules and Andy will be back in your ears tomorrow Luke Moore thank you cheers Pete Donaldson thank you bye Jim Campbell thank you thank you thank you listeners Join me and Jonathan Wilson every Saturday on Football Ramble Daily for new episodes of Greatest Games in association with The Blizzard magazine. The best of The Blizzard is available now. A perfect Christmas gift? I think so. 23 of our favourite pieces from the first five years of The Blizzard for you, friends and loved ones. Everything from Socrates and Scotland to St. Pauli and football smoking culture. Head to the shop now to buy the best of The Blizzard at theblizzard.co.uk. This was a Stakhanov production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.